Welcome to the Right Take Podcast, news, ideas, and conversations at the intersection of politics and culture, a project of the David Horowitz Freedom Center. I will be your host, Mark Tapson. Welcome back to the Right Take Podcast. I am your host, Mark Tapson. I sincerely thank you for taking the time out of your day to join me here at the intersection of politics and culture. I know you have almost an infinite number of podcast choices out there, so I don't take it for granted that you have tuned in to The Right Take. I'm genuinely humbled and honored by it, and I promise to do my best to make it worth your while. I hope you will take a moment and subscribe to The Right Take if you haven't already, so that you don't miss any of the important conversations we're having here. And as always, if I could remind you to leave a positive review if you like what you hear, it really helps and is much appreciated. Now, as it happens, the conversation I'm going to have today is going to be pretty one-sided because this is one of those unusual occasions in which I don't have a guest scheduled. Instead, I'm going solo in order to expound a little bit, not long, about a topic that might make some conservatives, especially conservatives of faith, of which I consider myself one, a little uncomfortable at first, maybe even displeased, because as you're going to hear, I'm about to make a serious judgment about our political opponents that may seem to run against our instincts, our beliefs, and the way that we operate in the game of politics. Recently, I was honored to be a guest on the Perry Atkinson Show. It's a podcast on the Dove Network, which is a family-friendly, Christian-based streaming subscription service. I've been on the show before, and I like Perry. He's a great host and a gentleman, and he asked thoughtful questions. And on this occasion, we were discussing the various ways in which the left was carrying out its radical agenda in the culture. And he asked me if I thought that what we as Christian conservatives were really up against, what we're really at war with here, is evil itself. I told him that was a question that I often ask my own guests if they believe that we are engaged in spiritual warfare. And my answer to Perry was, absolutely we are at war with evil itself. Absolutely we are engaged in spiritual warfare. Yes, the battleground is here on earth, and we are confronting flesh and blood human beings as flesh and blood human beings ourselves. But in the grander scheme of things, we are wrestling not merely against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness, as it says in the King James Version of Ephesians 6.12. So yes, we are at war with evil. Conservative commentator Dennis Prager once made an insightful distinction between the political left and right. The right, he noted, generally sees the left as wrong, but not evil. And that's fine. That's consistent with the biblical injunction to hate the sin, but not the sinner. On the other hand, Dennis noted, the left sees the right not merely as wrong, but as evil. And therefore, they can't tolerate us. They can't coexist with us. They must eradicate us. Now, once upon a time, Dennis Prager's contrast of these two political worldviews was, I think, a valid assessment. But as the left has increasingly exposed itself in recent years as rabidly illiberal, irrational, and immoral, I believe it's time for the right to acknowledge that the left is not merely wrong, but evil. Now, that's not something you will hear many prominent conservatives say publicly, because 
it appears that we would be demonizing and dehumanizing our political opponents by labeling them monsters. And the politics of personal destruction is not a strategy or a habit of the right. It is a strategy and an imperative of the left. So you'll often hear conservative commentators say that leftists are brainwashed or that they live in a progressive bubble, uh, that their beliefs are emotion-based and not reason-based, that they're too close-minded to question their own beliefs. You will hear conservative commentators denounce progressivism and progressive policies as ineffective, destructive, racist, but you won't often hear those commentators denounce leftists personally as evil. What is evil? This, of course, is a question that theologians, philosophers, psychologists, and artists have struggled to pin down and clarify for many centuries. But for the moment, let us set theoretical explanations aside and settle on a practical definition upon which I think most of us can agree. If cruelty means the willful disregard for human suffering, even taking pleasure in inflicting suffering on others, then evil can be defined as profound cruelty. It is a malevolence so dark and bottomless that ordinary people cannot fathom it. Now, psychologists may shy away from the label evil. They may prefer less highly charged terms to describe people who commit unconscionably cruel acts. But evil is as evil does, if I may paraphrase Forrest Gump. And what leftism has done over and over again throughout history and around the world is to provide a worldview which justifies perpetrating unimaginable cruelty and suffering on untold numbers of victims. Now, to be clear, evil is hardly the sole domain of the left. It can inhabit, or shall we say possess, individuals of any color, sex, political persuasion, or even religious belief. As Solzhenitsyn put it, the line that divides good and evil cuts straight through the center of every human heart. But as an ideology, progressivism, which is nothing more than rebranded communism, by the way, embraces totalitarianism and absolute statist control, which always and everywhere leads to misery, corruption, and brutality against its citizens. And it never elevates humanity either in terms of prosperity or morality or spirituality or liberty. Can anyone look objectively at the ghastly devastation wrought by communism in the 20th century, the gulags and the mass starvation, the torture and the executions, the existential fear and hopelessness, the tens of millions dead, some estimates run to over 100 million dead, and countless more lives destroyed. Can anyone look at that and not conclude that leftism is not an ideology of utopian human existence, but of quite literally civilization-destroying evil? A lot of people may not be comfortable framing this in religious terms, but I'm perfectly comfortable labeling leftism as a satanic force in the world that delivers nothing but chaos and misery. In the long run, it is nothing less than a cult of death. At the core of the true leftist is a hatred for anyone and anything that stands in the way of his or her lust for power over others, whether it's the nuclear family, religious faith, or the Constitution, whatever. As David Horowitz has noted on numerous occasions, during a presidential debate in October 2016, then-candidate Donald Trump spoke more naked truth about leftists than any establishment Republican would ever have dared to do when he said that his opponent Hillary Clinton had, quote, 
tremendous hate in her heart, unquote. That is true of all hardcore leftists. They hate what stands between them and achieving their utopian vision. Keep in mind that the contemporary leftist, like Hillary and Barack Obama, has been mentored either directly or indirectly by the late, influential, Mephistophelian strategist Saul Alinsky and his book Rules for Radicals, whose 13th and final chapter, or rule, has transformed the left's entire modus operandi into the politics of personal destruction. Quote, pick the target, freeze it, personalize it, and polarize it, unquote. And there you have it, the politics of personal destruction, a ruthless political strategy designed to personally destroy one's opponent's lives. That is evil. You may recall, by the way, that Alinsky dedicated his book, Rules for Radicals, to Lucifer. That's kind of a dead giveaway that what we are dealing with here is spiritual warfare. Let me give you a couple of specific, relatively recent examples of the left's cruel methodology. Remember Supreme Court nominee Brett Kavanaugh's confirmation hearings almost exactly five years ago? Remember how it degenerated into a circus of demonic behavior by leftists who were gleefully determined to destroy Kavanaugh himself and his family over a single decades-old unsubstantiated accusation of sexual assault. The six smears from even the mainstream media that Kavanaugh was a gang rapist, a belligerent drunk, and a pedophile helped wake up many people to the boundless cruelty that the left revels in. Remember also how the left pounced on the opportunity to demonize and destroy the Covington Catholic High School kids who in early 2019 were involved in a confrontation with Native American activists, a controversy, by the way, that was completely manufactured by the left-dominated media. Former comedian Kathy Griffin called for their doxing. Late-night talk show hosts, media elites, and leftist pundits joked about punching the face of Nick Sandman, the white, then 16-year-old at the center of the controversy. He and his family received death threats. There are countless examples of Trump supporters victimized by leftist violence over the last several years. Add to this the persecution of conservative students and visiting speakers in universities, the nihilist thuggery of Antifa, and the lawfare of LGBT activists out to destroy Christian bakers, and can anyone claim that the left's collective heart is not, like Trump said of Hillary, full of hate. Think about the left's obsession with what they claim is their right to the abortion of babies, all the way up to literally the moment of birth and even beyond. I'm unaware of a single Democrat lawmaker who is willing to draw the line anywhere on abortion. If the left is so literally hell-bent on having the right to put to death an infant, not a mere clump of cells, but a live infant even outside the mother's womb, then there is no moral limit to what they will do in service to their satanic vision. Let me say further that the Democrat Party today is the face of Moloch, the Canaanite god to whom its followers committed infanticide to satisfy the god's hunger for the blood of innocence. As a former English major, I can't help noting that the poet John Milton once called Moloch, quote, the horrid king besmeared with blood of human sacrifice, unquote. 
to repeat, progressivism is a cult of criminality and death. On every political issue, Democrats take the side of chaos and destruction, crime and disorder. They have aggravated racial tensions to the breaking point. They have thrown open our borders and endangered national security. They are actively engaged in erasing our history and undermining our rights. They establish sanctuaries for criminal aliens and put felons back on the streets. They call for the defunding of police and the abolishment of ICE, the U.S. Immigration and Customs Enforcement. They prioritize the lawless over law-abiding citizens whom they seek to disarm. They support infanticide over the sacredness of human life. They support the dismantling of Western civilization over its preservation and its flourishing. With all due respect to Dennis Prager, and I have a lot of respect for him, this is not simply wrong or mistaken. It is intentional, and it is evil. With all this having been said, let me be clear that I'm not suggesting that we adopt the left's position that our political opponents must be eradicated in the way that the left wants to eradicate us. It is still right and just for us to separate the sin from the sinner, something leftists do not do. What I am arguing is that the right must realize that progressivism is not merely wrong, as Dennis Prager might say, but evil, and therefore the ideology must be stamped out. With the collapse of the Soviet Union, we thought we had broken communism. We thought we'd won and that communism could never again mount a challenge to us anymore. But in fact, the collectivist left simply rebranded communism as progressivism and set out once again to overthrow the West, and now it's back with a vengeance. The enemy is not at the gates, but inside the gates, and subverting us from within like a metastasizing cancer. And like a cancer, it must be targeted and wiped out. Conservatives who believe that it is still possible to reason with the left and engage them in fair and square policy debates are clinging to a failed strategy, sadly. We must accept the reality that leftists have long since abandoned rational rules of engagement, if they ever had any. Instead, they operate from a hate-filled mob mentality of bloodlust for power and a complete absence of moral boundaries. We cannot afford a lack of moral clarity about the undeclared civil war that is currently raging across the United States of America and across the Western world in the larger sense. And that is the right take on that issue. Thank you again for joining me here at the intersection of politics and culture. Don't forget to subscribe so that you can keep up with the important conversations we're having here. And again, if you like what you hear, please leave that review. You will have my eternal gratitude. See you next time. The Right Take with Mark Tapson is a project of the David Horowitz Freedom Center and Front Page Magazine. Unauthorized reproduction of this podcast without express written consent is prohibited.